The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. It's Thursday night, and that means it is time. It is the place. You're in the right channel. You're in the right space. For wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol Plavlog. I am here in this chair uh, with a microphone in my hand. My name's Tim. I'll be your host this evening. In addition to myself, one of my favorite people in the world, and we missed him heavily last week, uh, R.I.P. Dr. D., who's come back from the dead without fear to be here with us this evening. Dr. D., how are you? I'm great. And the fact that I can make a reference to one of the best Daredevil storylines ever in Born Again, um, mm-hmm. I'm back and I'm, I, I'm back and better than ever, baby. For Christmas this year, Dr. D. is here. <laughs> I'll be under your tree, all wrapped up. I'm batteries I'm, I'm gonna, batteries I'm included. Cute. <laughs> you little cutie you know what tim what's You're that? one of my favorite people uh, i want you to know that oh uh, nuts thanks man you you never give me the opportunity to tell you but i want you to know that that is definitely the case yeah i do always try to cut you off i just i kind of figured maybe you were uh uh giving up on it but uh but then you you got me from behind uh you got me Listen, sis, diagonally i am way too much of a big old doofus to know how to give up so that's actually what I'm the here. d dr d stands for is dr doofus <laughs> Dr. Doofus. Uh, you know what? We might have to change the name of the dojo again already. But uh, <laughs> the things we're going to be talking about tonight, um, Dr. D and I have both had uh, incredibly different experiences with the Hellfire Club affiliation. Um, I played it this past Monday on, uh, oh yeah, the, or I'm sorry, last Tuesday on, oh yeah, the power phase. He's also been getting a lot of reps in it as well as Emma Frost is one of his favorite characters. We're also going to be talking about um, the MODOK tactics cards, which thankfully came out today. So we have at least some new reveal stuff to talk about. In addition to those things, we're also going to be introducing a brand new segment called Dr. D's Despot Dojo where we'll be going over some of the lists and things like that that we are currently running and trying to tinker with um, and maybe get some feedback from from you guys out there uh, as we try to finagle our way into being better at this game that at least I am very poor at. But in addition to all those things, I want to make a couple quick announcements here, some house cleaning stuff, uh, housekeeping stuff, not house cleaning stuff uh, here at the beginning of the show. Uh, next weekend, April 15th, we have our art store event, standard challenger event in Syracuse, New York. Uh, Signups have actually increased for that. We're probably going to be looking at like 20 people, which would be dope from the people that I know that have not signed up yet, but are. Uh, So very excited for that. Um, Make sure we only have a couple more slots after that 20th person. So if you were thinking about doing that, go over to the Longshanks right now and sign up for it. If you search for MCP events, it will be the one that's called the art store. Uh, for April 15th in Syracuse, New York. In addition to that, we'll also be running a qualifier at Bearded Dragon Games on May 20th. Uh, 
that one is starting to actually go a little bit better now as well. Uh, getting some new signups for that. In addition to those, tickets are now available for the Salt City GT. That is the weekend of July 7th in Syracuse, New York. Uh, we are going to be handling the MCP portion. It's kind of a, a big thing for us, and we want to make sure that it is an awesome event. So we are starting with a two-day standard challenger event uh, that will uh, hopefully kind of build up the upstate New York uh, MCP scene, as well as complement the other events that are happening all over in the Northeast, including Iron Weld, which will be Memorial Day weekend, and Everwinter in December. So... Make sure to pay attention to all the feeds there. We really want to see some more signups for both the April 15th event at the art store, as well as getting your tickets now and making sure you get your room in the hotel block for the Salt City GT. Once again, weekend of July 7th. All right. One more quick thing over at beardedragongames.online, there is a item up currently for Shatterpoint. Uh, yeah, Shatterpoint corsets. Anthony has been able to confirm with his distributor distributor that he's going to be getting at least 16 of the Hollow Alt Art cards and all that stuff, all the store support kit. He's getting 16. So he's effectively first come, first serve, but he wants to make sure that if you get one of those that you are aware and definitely know for a fact that you will be getting um, those uh, additional bonus pre-ordery thing so head over to there beater dragon games online uh pre-order your shatterpoint corset get your additional goodies and use code pcn shatterpoint for 15 percent off your pre-order i just got i just ordered mine yesterday did you from bearded dragon games online uh code pc you can lie to me like that's actually completely fine but I definitely got it from Bearded Dragon Games, and I use the code. I don't know if you know the code or not. It's called PCN, uh, or I'm sorry, MEPC10. And I got <laughs> however much you just said at checkout. Yeah, PCN Shatterpoint um, is, is the code for the 15% off there. But uh, let's get right into it, Dr. D. Uh, we haven't talked to you since Adepticon. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience there, what you played in, whether it was MCP or, or maybe other events or systems. And uh, what your overall experience was. And was that your so, first Adepticon? That actually was my first Adepticon. I've been to a lot of cons. I've been to Gen Con. I've been to... Uh, I'm not going to sit here and list them off or whatever. But I will actually no, say... sit here and list them off. Okay. Um, back when I was three years old, I went to a convention where they talked about bridge construction. Let me tell you about everything. No, so... Uh, I, uh, it was, consider me suspended. <laughs> also, got him. That's a bridge joke, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, like and comment on the bottom to say what's your favorite bridge joke. <laughs> anyway, so the um, uh, Adepticon was easily probably my favorite con of all time. As it should be. Previously, it was PAX Unplugged, mm. uh, just because I thought that I, I, li I still like Gen Con, but I think Gen Con direction was not something that I was super 100% behind. Mm-hmm. Because it was starting to become less like board game and miniatures related and like video games and stuff started coming up, which there's nothing wrong with. But I wasn't like exactly what I was after. Adepticon is miniatures gaming at its finest. It's a convention. And I can truly say that if you've been to something like an LVO or an ACO, while those are fun and enjoyable, I definitely believe that an Adepticon is more of a convention 
as opposed to just a really big tournament. Yeah, no, I, and that's that's the way I often described it. It's a spectacle, right? It's not just a yeah. tournament. It is it is right. a spectacle. It is a an amusement park of miniatures and board games. It's a hoot nanny. It really is. <laughs> Make sure to use code hoot nanny when you buy your tickets for Adepticon in 2024. You get 15% off at checkout. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, excellent. Uh, what, what did I do while I was there? That's a great question. Um, so a bunch of my like Florida buddies, cause I'm a Florida man at heart, uh, as not a ton of people know, but I, I hung out with a bunch of my Florida friends. It was fantastic. Uh, I went to an arena Rex, uh, yeah. goof, a goof off event, I guess you can't really call it a tournament, but it was wonderful to meet a new community uh they were all <laughs> oh god i won't even get into it you got to talk to me in person to talk about some of the things we did some guy handed me uh, as as is uh the most healthy thing you can decide to do in your life uh someone just handed me a thing of what i believe was some kind of i think it was i think it was gin i and i was like all right i'll drink this and i just drank it <laughs> and i am not the biggest drinker in the world but i was uh, i was a little tipsy after that i was like man i just it was like a shot glass. I didn't think this thing was going to lay me down as hard as it did. So I was even louder than usual, which is suffice to say, if people are listening to this podcast, they know how loud I can be because you can hear me in the background of the tournament when I'm not even on the screen. <laughs> so I was even worse than I usually am. It was amazing. It was a blast. I will say we uh, ran into a number of things of people handing out all sorts of different liquids in Mason jars. Uh, at Adepticon, and it's one of my favorite things. I got yelled at the first year by Danny that she just said, you, you you can't just drink things people hand you. And I was like, listen, this is what I was made for. Uh, let's just say it's, it uh, should be like a con tradition, right? Yeah. If you can't trust somebody at a con to hand you a liquid that may not poison you to death, I mean, what's, is it even worth living? Right. I mean, come on. Right. It's just a bunch of strange other nerds who just want to give you gifts. So, so, wrong with that. so tell me really quickly about Arena Rex, because I've been hearing a lot about this game. We had a local that also went to Adepticon and picked up pretty much half of the line of Arena Rex. Arena Rex is, as I'll try and describe it as uh, best I can, it is a. I think it's 28 mil. Uh, it's either 28 mil or slightly bigger, but it's a quote unquote fantasy Roman era Colosseum battle game. And there's a lot of super neat things about it. Uh, the one thing that I think might fascinate people in here is that it actually uses a system very similar to that. That's going to be used in Shatterpoint with yeah. the damage, like uh, the, 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 the attack track. Yeah, which it's super interesting. The game is surprisingly clever. Uh, the, the guy that actually made it, his name's Walker. He is very commonly at conventions and all that. And he's actually the one that like runs the event. So the prize support for these things is always insane because he's, you know, the guy that actually made the game and him That's and uh, his co-conspirator, I think his name is Frank. I believe it's Frank uh, is also they're both stellar guys. They got a great community. Awesome game. Uh, some of the some of the real standouts are you can play a bunch of just wild animals and you can have that be your uh I think they call it like your team, but all, there's like a bunch of different ludices, which I think is Roman for like, it's like Roman for like school okay. uh, for like your, cause there's like a bunch of different like gladiator factions. Uh, but you could definitely play with like all just a bunch of wild animals. Uh, there's like an Egyptian themed one. There's a Greek one. There's a couple Roman ones. There's one that's like uh, what you would call like the Germanic tribes or like maybe the Gauls. If yeah. um, you're kind of in depth in that kind of stuff. 
but it's a fantastic game. One of the gangs is the Medusa sisters and the models are exquisite. Some of the, some of the coolest models that I've ever seen. Uh, and you can run an entire gang of just the Gorgon sisters. And I was like, dang, so get yourself a game here. Yeah. So that part specifically is awesome. We, uh, we have a, a close friend that just had a birthday the other day. That's super into Gorgons and, and Medusas and, and that type of stuff. So that actually would be super dope. Well, he should buy them and then paint them because they're beautiful. Granted, the, the dude probably already has them because he has everything. But um, <clears throat> you never know. Sure. Um, so for him. Right. <laughs> so in addition to all that, um, did you play any Affinity events or MCP events? So I showed up for the Infinity event and due to the way certain events were listed out, I was not able to attend it. Oh, um, and. Thanks for the setup. I went to the Adepticon MCP team event, which, so let me ask you, since you're here, right? Mm -hmm. And I have you forcefully in a position where you can't say no. So what, what is the naming difference between the team tournament and then the one where you bring like the three people? Uh, I've also called, heard that called the team tournament. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, I, so this is what, this is what I'm going to say. This is the, the vernacular I want to use. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call the one thing we did at a death count. I want that to be the pal up. I do think they do. I think last year they called it the team up. It was the team up event. Okay. The team. So it's team event and then the team up event. Yeah. Okay. That's silly. We should definitely get better vernacular for that. We should uh, yeah. call it, uh, the hoot nanny. Right. I, and I think that's the three V three. And that's normally, I guess how, how I see it listed is, um, a team, uh, well team up, which I think is very narrative, right. To the comics of having the team up the, the buddy cop, uh, style thing. Um, yep. the three V three events I, are normally just called, yeah. Team event three V three or three by three. Okay. But yeah, honestly, but it's not, it's not an Adepticon, right? So it doesn't have a clever, cool name that tells you exactly what it is. Like team up does. Right. So somebody, somebody smarter than me and gets paid way more than me. Come fix that. All right. <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> Get to it. Chop, chop. Uh, but me and my friend, his name is Saul. We played, uh, five, oh gosh, I'm going to give us five games. So we played five wonderful games. I was playing my convo and he was playing his Asgard, which he painted up specifically for this. And because we're both geniuses, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't think about our team construction in the slightest. So it was mostly just him using really tall Asgardian stuff. And then I put in Dr. Strange and John Hydra and we actually did really good. We got three wins, nice. one loss and a draw. Wow. And actually, well the done. Only, the only team we lost to was criminal syndicate kingpin and it was on scoundrels. So, I, I, and yeah. here's the funny thing. My buddy, Saul is very new at the game. He's played like other than the five games he played there. He's probably played about five games before that, right? So he he knows the rules, but he does not know anything that's considered like a meta. So this was his first exposure to, oh, this is what people that aren't Dylan play. So I was like, <laughs> okay. So he was exposed to Criminal Syndicate. He was exposed to Brotherhood twice. Uh, he was exposed to an Avengers, also Winter Guard, because there was the, the, <laughs> the, the team up of where it was the Rocky... Versus uh, Ivan uh, Winter Guard, yes, uh, Captain America team up thing, which was the coolest thing. And I don't remember what the other one was, but after both of the Brotherhood games, he was like, "What? What happened? What did I just play against?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, man. I'm just, I know, I get it." 
He was like, why can Magneto throw so many things? I was like, I know. I agree. Why can't he throw so many things? So every single after every single brother game, we didn't have a board left. So I was like, welcome. Welcome to MCP, buddy. Um, Here's a size four terrain for Thor. Here you go. Now, one of the things personally that I absolutely adore, and I talk about this a lot uh, at, at Adepticon, is the team up event because people show up in costume. They they have awesome display boards. Many of them are consumable in some way or shape or form, which is also usually super dope. Um did you see any really cool uh, or did you did you play anyone um, that had like a really good group dynamic? Uh, I know Ron and I, I forget his partner's name. Uh, we're playing crime syndicate and they were both like in mobster, like full suits with like fake cigars and, and the whole nine. That's, that's the team we lost to. Oh, was it? Yep. So they're eternally on my vengeance list. So uh, if I ever see him on the streets or on a Wendy's parking lot, I'm going to get him. I mean, those are the places you do kind of have to watch out for very specifically yeah. Wendy's parking lots. Um, Especially me. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously the daddy Dormammu cult guys were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys talked about that last episode. And uh, I, I loved as a big Rocky fan and as a big history buff, I absolutely adored the Captain America Winter Guard one. That was one of my, they give you a handout that was essentially like the fight card between Rocky and Ivan from <laughs> from Rocky uh through uh four yeah. i think the ivan one was rocky four um because tommy gunn was five yeah what a great movie anyway so that was really good and then the after that we didn't bump into any of the especially fancy team-ups it was uh the two brotherhood people that we went up against were essentially just they just brought their rosters yeah and they were there to have they were there to goof off with the rest of us I'm really excited for future years of Adepticon to see kind of more people get into that aspect of it because there 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 wasn't a ton year one year two. I felt like there was actually a a really good showing up to it. Um, So I'm I'm super excited to see stuff going forward. Um, I'm in the talks with someone right now of if I can get. Some stable people to run the stream for the team event doing like a Magneto and a Professor Mm -hmm. X uh, team up. Uh, especially now that he's been announced, he'll probably be out next year in time for Adepticon. So being able to to do that would be doper McGopers. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, any other huge takeaways before we move on to the kind of the meat of the episode from from Adepticon that uh, that made you smile? I, we had a great time at Kuma's Corners getting the Adepticon burger. Yeah. Probably one of the oh, funnest man. times we've ever had. Um, I was the doorman. You were the doorman. We, we <laughs> waited for about an hour and 45 minutes and Dylan... <laughs> took it upon himself to make sure that that door was open as soon as anyone came near it. Uh, he, he, it, it was his vigil. Uh, and if it you was, walked by, you might've thought it was one of those like grocery store electric doors, but nah, baby, it was me. It, it was, was just him. It was just, just him. Dylan. Powered really, by Dr. D really, really, uh, impressed. Also some other people waiting. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, like, we made a lot of friends. It was a great time. We did. Um, yeah, I will say that, there was not a single part of Adepticon that I did not think was was awesome. I bumped into Ninjon randomly in the elevator. Like me and my friends were going to the elevator and I was just like, this guy is like, is this Ninjon? I was like, are you Ninjon? And he was like, yeah, man. And I was like, I, I, he's like, I'm drinking. I was like, ah, good for you, buddy. Uh, no, you're Ninjon. Really cool. Nin- yeah, Ninjon. The Ninjon. The uh, John Ninjon himself. John <laughs> Ninjon from Trapped Under John. Yeah. Uh, the famous podcast. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really good. Got to play some board games and stuff like that. They have a great, uh, board game library and there was a giant battle tech mech outside, which that was really cool. 
Yeah, actually. Uh, and the, the board game library is actually pretty dope. I was talking to some other people that had gone uh, this past weekend. We were playing a board game and, and they were talking about their experience. Um, they did a bunch of painting classes. He was like, yeah, I was in like painting classes for like 10 hours a day. And then we would hit up the board game library. Um, and he was like, yeah, we ran into these dudes dressed up as pirates that were just like drinking full bottles of rum. And we played Nemesis with them for like six hours. It was awesome. <laughs> like that's that sounds incredible, right? But so, you want to hear you want to hear the thing that I, was the biggest highlight for me, Tim? Yeah, I got to hang out with you guys. Aw, yeah, man. Aw, shucks. Anyway, Tim. now that we've got all these emotions out here, do you want to talk about Modok? Uh, yeah, emotional man in all of all Marvel. I, <laughs> the most emotive man for certain. It's like <laughs> it's like his uh, his facial expressions are just like on a big screen directly in front of you. Uh, it's really it's really nice uh, to to understand how how someone like Modok feels. Um. But speaking of, we did get two cards this week, uh, today even, just in time for this particular show, which uh, I super appreciate. Um, I did an episode of House Party Protocol with Will, where we kept up the AMG Facebook the entire time, just constantly refreshing it while we were doing the episode, just in case, like, cards or something <laughs> came out, and it didn't. But shout out to uh, to Will from House Party Protocol. Uh, there should be an episode with me on uh, coming out soon, uh, and it was an absolute blast. I love that dude. He's one of my favorite people to meet in the wild from the MCP community because he's just he's there to have a great time. He also plays Wizards. Honestly, you two would probably be best friends. Uh, both of you hate Brotherhood, love Wizards, and just won't 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 quit him. Won't quit the Wizen. But is he, dude? Is he is he like he's like another aspect of me? He's he, like me from another universe. He probably is actually. Wait, does he have a goatee? somewhat i think oh no am i the evil one (laughs) you do have darker hair so you might be he's from texas you're from florida so like yeah um (laughs) but let's get right into it so uh our old georgie boy tarleton uh got some dope tactics cards this week dope 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 tactics cards um the first one everything about these by the way is perfect Everything about them, the name, the art, the amount of words and the overcomplication that both of these tactics cards are, are incredible. So I'm going to get these up on the screen so you can see them at home if you haven't gotten them already. How do I add this to the screen again? Oh, it's right here. There we are. Boom. Nope. Hey, how about how about you do simpleton so you can tell me about that sweet tactic that you were thinking about i uh i listen i i would love to do that exact thing where where'd they go uh-oh you know, listen this is why the professional and the casual is a 50 50 mix it it really is so and and here's uh here's the deep cut you know what i mean because everyone likes to know kind of you know the nuts and bolts of how things work so before streaming i always turn off a whole bunch of extra programs um i close the the blizzard launcher and uh you know the the thing that turns my extra lights on and and all that and all and all that junk so you'll see them come up on now uh on the screen because i turned off google drive and that is where i was hosting the picture that i wanted to have on screen now the google drive is back online uh now you can see it on the screen so thank you google drive but let's get right into it simpleton i'll do it myself first off Perfect name. Perfect name. Perfect name. It's an unaffiliated active card. If you have fewer VPs than your opponent, George Tarleton, first of his name, may spend two power to play this card. 
Choose an allied character within range 3 of George Tarleton, first of his name, that is holding or contesting an objective token. If the character, if the chosen character was holding an objective token, George Tarleton is now holding that token. If the chosen character was contesting an objective token, place George Tarleton within range 1 of that objective token. Then, the chosen character is KO'd. You immediately score one victory point. This card does not allow a character to hold more tokens than the crisis specifies. I love it. I love it so much. Four threat Modoc says, you know what? You're effing this up. I'm going to do it. You're going to die. And guess what? I teleported halfway across the field and I am now where you were. Um, I love it. This is so perfect. I adore this card. I am going to use it as much as I possibly can. Um, and I think there's actually some pretty great play for this, specifically in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think having a Scientist Supreme MODOK in S.H.I.E.L.D. where you're normally playing from behind anyway, and then having a huge turn where you are probably um, KOing a S.H.I.E.L.D. grunt that is contesting something to teleport halfway across the field, if not more than halfway across the field, scoring an immediate victory point, just KOing a grunt, because who cares? And then also... Uh, potentially getting yourself to safety or within range to be able to start uh, mind blasting people. Um, I think it's uh, awesome. I think it's super neat. Uh, so I didn't mean to cut you off there. Do you have something else you want to say? No, just uh, I, I'm super into it. And I, I do think shield is uh, like a very obvious out of the gate choice for it. Now you said four threat Modoc, but you can also use this with the five threat. You can, but because of the naming, there's no super awesome. There's no five threat Modoc for me anymore. It's source. Oh, <laughs> it's it's scientist supreme or nothing. <laughs> he is life. Uh, so the thing that I love about this card, other than just how goofy it is, is that the way that that first paragraph is worded is you cannot force a mid turn. I scored sixteen points end of game thing. Yes, because you have to be lower than them, and you can only get one point for it. So this can take you up to a maximum of. Uh, 15 for the most part. Right. So I was like, ah, excellent wording. Good, good protecting yourself on that one, AMG. Well done. You get a big gold star from me on that one. That John awesome. AMG really kind of knocked it out of the park on that one for a number of He's reasons. A smart guy. He was at Adepticon. He was. It was actually, yeah, it was super cool. He wouldn't talk to me, but like it was, it was super cool that he was there. We weren't allowed in the same like cubic area as him. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. We're just lowly noobs compared to him. <laughs> But um, narratively, I love this. It tells a great story. It fits Modoc's theme so much. Uh, I, I love every single aspect of it. And Dan Mora, excellent job on that art. That art is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I love this. I mean, there there is some maybe hyper competitive play that you could do with this too. Maybe on like Legacy Virus or something along those lines. Um, Legacy Virus is still around, right? That's still a thing? Yep. Yeah, sure is. So, I mean, popping popping uh, bottles and stuff to be able to get that final legacy virus for only two power instead of paying three for it and teleporting across the board. Uh, it's uh, it's it's awesome. I also really like some play with it for Criminal Syndicate itself off of maybe some hand ninjas. This honestly, for me, other than so, like if you just take out everything in this entire thing, other than just the movement aspect of it, this alone could be just an absolute godsend for the other modok the five threat one because this is gonna make it so that he may be able to just move because that's the biggest weakness of the five threat one is you want to constantly be blasting right yeah yep so this might actually give you the opportunity to move 
and just double attack if that's what you really need him to do. I think that if there is a competitive edge to it, there's the point, the fact that you can do that while also scoring. I think the grunt thing is like the best possible way of doing that because you could definitely do that turn too, right? Like, oh yeah, hand ninjas or shield agents uh, holding on to a thing, and that well because yeah. he's all and, and because he's criminal, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have access to the hand ninjas. So you'd be like, hey, over there, I'm going to eat you. You do for some over here. Now I'm staying on the thing. Mind blast. You're dead. Boom. Now I got more hammers. You know what I mean? And <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I really like this. I think it's it's a great it's not going to be, you know, the the make all end all of Modoc, but it, it fits him really well. Uh, they've made a really good choice here and, and I'm all about it. How about mind games, though? Because there's a lot more text on that. Like a lot. All more. right. I practiced my, my practiced my reading brain. Here we go. Cool. So mind games. It's an unaffiliated card. It is an active turn card. If George Tarleton, the first of his name, is within range two of an enemy character, he may spend three power to play this card. Choose an enemy character within range two of George Tarleton. Divide the experiment tokens into two piles. Each pile must contain at least one experiment token. Flip all experiment tokens to their Modoc side and present both piles to the opposing player. The opposing player must choose one of the two piles and reveals all tokens within it. For each zap, which looks like the damage symbol uh, is revealed, the chosen enemy character suffers the damage. For each sap, which looks like the power token that's revealed, the chosen enemy character will lose a power and George Carlton will gain a power. If the reward is the little flag, or if, if the reward is revealed, the little flag, the opposing player gains a VP. If the reward is not revealed, you gain two VP. You want to talk about putting it all on red, baby. This is this is neat, neat, neat. I love it. All day I've been thinking about how I'm going to use this. Like, how do I divide <laughs> those piles up? What do I do there? Here's what I'm thinking. This is what I think is going to be my go-to move. And it's going to be adding two damage to one side. No, maybe. I think I do two piles. One has one. The other one has four. The victory point, both saps, and a damage are on one side, and just the damage is on the other. Um, I think and it's kind of it fits the name of the card, right? Because you're playing a mind game with them. Correct. That's interesting. You're trying to win your first game of rock, paper, scissors against a new opponent is what this card is. It could be anything. It could be wild. You could get two victory points out of it, which is. Not a small thing. Amazing. Right. Amazing. It really is. But you once again, yeah, you're you're putting it all on red. But like, but the house odds, I mean, look at that. You get two, but they get one. Right. Right. Dude. House always wins. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. That's what they all. That's what everybody says. Everyone does say that. So I think, honestly, I don't think (laughs) I don't think it's going to belong in an LVO winning list, but I do think I'm I'm going to use it. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to use it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it for stream. I'm excited about it for battle reports. I'm excited about it for like a, a team up event next year at Adepticon. Uh, and maybe if I don't go as Professor X, maybe I'll go as MODOK. Maybe I'll be able to uh, get like a projection TV, right? And put that in front of my face and torso and just stick my arms and legs out from around the TV. I guess that would also work for Arnim Zola. But um, mm-hmm. listen, I, the sky's the limit. Well, you could just find, you know, I'm sure there's like those Halloween outfits where it's like the guy, it looks like a lumberjack carrying a lumberjack on his back, but it's like two inflatable like legs. Yeah, you could probably do that. That would actually, yeah, that would probably work. Tiny little Modoc legs. Hmm. Anyway, great card. I love it. 
absolutely love the thematicness of it. I think AMG knocked it out of the park on that one. I, I don't think we'll see it a whole lot. I think it's fearful symmetry food. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whenever you can use fearful symmetry, you play it. Like that's to. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. At least I'm contractually obligated to. But <laughs> by John Fearful. But if yeah, correct. But if um, but if Modok, uh, Scientist Supreme, or even just Modok is in my roster, uh, these cards are in my roster as well. Hands down. Character card. The the year of the character cards. It is here. Right, and he's a four threat, which means you know he's gonna he's gonna oh, have wow. a great year, a great great year. <laughs> Hey, would you put them in your Hellfire list? So, very specifically, yes. Yes, I would. So, oh my. Uh, my Hellfire list has been all about rerolls, and it might not stay a Hellfire list, but currently, I and we're going to talk about this heavily in, in our new segment, Dr. D's Despot Dojo, but it might also end up being, and let us know, let us know in chat, and let us know in the comments and, and, and all that good stuff. Should it be Dr. D's Doofus Dojo? Dr. D's Despot Dojo, Dr. D's Dishonorable Dojo. But either way, when Dr. D's on, we're going to have a dojo and we're going to try to beat up our own list and make them better and normally make them probably a little bit crazier and uh, a little bit more unhinged as well. And if Dancer will probably have Iceman in it by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Listen, my understanding (laughs) is like Iceman could still get delayed to like 2027. So, like, I think that's just kind of what we hold out for. So it's like in that movie, Little Nicky, classic Adam Sandler's uh, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's Adam Sandler. No, it was uh, both. Where, both of the Adam Sandler's were involved. <laughs> uh, they said uh, the one of the brothers said that. And, you know, to get the maximum amount of torture, you got to give them a little bit of hope. <laughs> but I think I think they did it. I think they managed to torture Dan just. Perfect. I mean, Dan got like his top five characters. Like he didn't get like his favorite character. He got the next four as well. So he got Kitty Pride, Iceman, Bishop, and uh I'm pretty certain there were some more there as well. Uh all I gotta say is when I looked at all those reviews, I had to say, man, a Psylocke looks dope. Dude, Psylocke does look dope. And sure does. in this past game on Monday on Elia, the power phase, I will continue to just scream her praises from the rooftops. Uh, she does so well for me. Um, I love her. She is, in fact, so dope. And I thought Emma was the blowout of that box. Psylocke is awesome. An incredible, incredible card that literally just has everything that I need on it. It has a range four gainer, right? That has pursuit on it. Uh, gets her up to the midline round one and an attack off that is also mystic that she also has rerolls for. Um, yeah, she's she's really good. I love her a lot. She is a, a main line in my uh, guess what all rerolls. And I, I love the Tim Robinson uh, meme that's been happening recently with the like, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Uh, so that's the name of the list is, are you sure about that? Because <laughs> you see that first roll where I roll three skulls and five blanks and you're like, ah, great. And then Sentinel Prime, Psylocke, Modoc, uh, Shuri, Heimdall, whoever's around is throwing so many rerolls at it that eventually it'll actually just be seven skulls that I roll. <laughs> dang, dang, amazing. You should, you should play magic, man. 
I love magic. Uh, actually, do Dark Child, just kill everybody in sight. You'll be unstoppable. So that's the thing is uh, there was a viewer that uh, made me a list at one point that was called a list only Tim should play. That was all based around having characters that counted blanks or skulls as successes. So there's a bunch of martial artists in there. There was Dare, OG Daredevil and uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, yo, that's looking uh, that's looking real good. Yeah, thanks, man. But as far as uh, the list for the dojo, I'm working on this reroll list. What are you working on for your dojo? Uh, for me, I'm working on this Hellfire Club. Yeah, I gotta. I have to be the best. Hellfire Club. I think that when Emma was released, they truly said, "Hey, I'm John AMG, and this is a public service for the, the, the public service announcement. Take all your favorite characters, ram them into a a, ro- a roster, and then walk up to some random homeless man, make them play MCP, and be like, these are some of my favorite characters. Do you want to play a model game?'" And I was like, "Heck yeah! I want to. I want to play with random homeless Bostonian homeless people. Let's do it." So. I literally just took some of my favorite characters, threw them into a roster, tried to make something functional out of it. I've since adapted it a little bit, and I have been playing with stuff that I haven't really played with before since I've been playing Wizards for so long. Mm-hmm. And I've been having a, I've actually really been enjoying it. Every single time that I roll really badly and feel the acute sting of my entire life being failure, I realized that, you know what? It sure is fun playing this game, and I sure am happy to be here. Well, and then you remember, you know what? I am playing Hellfire Club. I could have Sentinel Prime in here to make sure <laughs> that when I roll poorly, I can re-roll them again, roll worse, and be more upset about it. There so was... it's funny that you bring that up because I think the one of the biggest weaknesses of my roster is that there are no re-rolls anywhere. Okay. I brought Shuri originally, and then I played on a D map, and then Shuri was nowhere near anyone else, so I didn't use the re-roll. So let the be uh, buyer beware when you buy Shuri. Make sure she's within range four to use her abilities, or she'll have ten power and stand on the back point <laughs> and make you feel really bad about it. Um, I will I'm a spooky ghost of past MCP games. Ooh. I will say on Monday during oh yeah the power phase I was running my Hellfire reroll list right, um, and you're probably everyone out there in MCP land is probably gonna hear me talk about this particular instance a lot because it really just portrays how I roll on Tuesday nights. I know you have the power phase. So Angela moves up turn one. Xyphos is into my Sentinel Prime. Six damage. Cool. I roll my three physical defense dice. I roll the skull, a blank, and a hit. I say, okay. Those, those don't sound very useful. I'm in an ambush token, though. So I'm going to convert one of those. Maybe I re-roll both and hope that at least one of them converts, and then I'll turn the other into a block with the cover. I spent two for my re-roll. I re-rolled the blank and the hit, and they both turned into skulls. And then I couldn't use the cover, and I took all of the damage. And then she threw a car at me, and I was like, what are the odds? that I won't dodge any of this damage either. And it was 100%. I definitely did not dodge any of that damage. But sometimes it'd be like that. And that's why I just needed more rerolls. True. Uh, your, your rerolls were found wanting. 
They were. So, and I had, you know, it was hot or cold with that. I ended up squeaking out that game somehow. I don't think I deserved it. It looked very poor for a long time. And then that roster or that squad that I that I brought, we were playing at 20 threat, was Sentinel Prime, uh, Emma, Psylocke, Crimson Dynamo, and um, did I already say Sentinel Prime? Oh, Heimdall. Oh, Heimdall. Okay. So um, Heimdall being able to slingshot people up, I know a lot of people just kind of like sit him center and just use him for rerolls and teleports. And that's also exactly what I did, uh, except it was more on the teleport angle, being able to move Emma up to be able to get some mind blasts off or a defense straight. Um, Sentinel Prime also being front and center, dead center in the middle, applying rerolls to anyone he could. Sure, he could, in fact, do that cheaper. Um, but I just I do really love Sentinel Prime being able to pump up a um a builder for eight energy dice getting pretty much every that everything that he spent on it usually back and constantly having that like two additional power at the end of his activation so he has power to use for rerolls until his next activation uh he's really good there i like him a lot this roster needs tweaking um and i don't know what other characters to fill in there but crimson dynamo always does a ton of work um, and when they have a hot roll and I don't on defense, but I can reroll everything I have and two of their attack dice, it really is like a constant, like minor recalibration matrix, like on a stick, just always. Yeah, it's it continues to amaze me how good Crimson Dynamo is. Yeah, he's just so good. Yep. Uh, and what other, great what characters did you have in the background in your roster that you didn't use? So that's the thing is that roster is not fully fleshed out yet. So I'm trying to to fill in those other five. Those five, I think, are the mainstays. Um, yeah. And then filling in the rest to see maybe I can, in fact, make another affiliation. Maybe it doesn't have to be Hellfire Club. Um, maybe I throw in uh, Dormammu and make a Dark Dimension because they love having that power and they are going to use it. So I think maybe one of those last five would, in fact, be uh, Dormammu. Um, I also like Shuri there, uh, maybe some other characters with rerolls, and then maybe some some cheaper some cheaper things and, and characters that count blanks as defensive successes. Uh, martial artists worked out very well there. Psylocke always overperforms, um, and maybe a bodyguard to help out uh, Emma if she is in fact uh, the one that's going to be leading the charge. So that's that's the thing. I really don't know what I should be putting in those last five. So you thinking Okoye? For the bodyguard potentially uh, what other good bodyguards can you get cheap there's a koye well so uh, i scourge i do like modok in that group so i do like the new sure. scientist supreme modok who will just have other people bodyguard for him um mm-hmm. and other people pay for his own re-rolls so when sentinel prime ends up getting beat up a little bit because he's gonna because people know they can take him down so they do but i rely on that because i need that power anyway so mm-hmm. When uh, Sentinel Prime can spend six power and re-roll six of uh, Modok's dice between uh, his own pattern analysis and uh, Modok's uh, reactive re-roll, I think that's I think that's great. Arnim Zola actually might fit very well in there too, um, sure. and potentially Baron Strucker. If I w- did want to be able to go Hydra with it, I think there's potential there for it, especially if I'm using um, a couple of those characters. So you prefer Strucker to Zemo? I do prefer Strucker to Zemo because I love uh, Incinerate. Yeah, who can blame you? 
But I, I, I th- no, I do think I do think Zemo is a is another great character to have in there. I think Zemo Strucker offers range mm-hmm. and probably like he offers the incinerate and i think zemo might offer better like positional stuff because he has access to charge and also the medium move off of speed. i think it's been called steel rush yeah uh i just love the dice consistency from zemo yeah obviously he's, it's great uh i always forget to use master swordsman good. while targeted i always assume i can use it later and that is very incorrect for sure uh because he's three across or no he has four mystic i think yeah, yeah, it's three, three, four, because that's what you get when you become a baron. Um, I will. All barons have higher mystic defense. It's so far, I believe that's accurate, right? Mordo, yeah, Strucker, and Zemo all have a higher mystic. Pretty sure, dude. We need more barons in this game. We need the red sure baron is. with some pizza powers. <laughs> pizza powers, right? Pizza planet. It's pizza uh, time. Was it Baron Zola? Yeah, Zola's the one. Baron Zola. That's who we really need here. Yeah. Baron. Classic. Yeah. Baron Strucker. John Hydra ends up, you know, taking a dive and uh, the new John Hydra because Ar- becomes Arnim Zola. <laughs> All right. Well, you well, mine's a little more fleshed out. You want me to kind of go through my roster? Well, and actually, yes, before you do, I just want to talk a little bit about um, my experience with Emma. Um, she did not overperform in that game. Uh, there was a mystique there. So mystique went into Emma hard. And I do think mystique is a hard counter to, to Emma because sure. Emma cannot change forms um, yep. and also has a weak physical defense and mystique can certainly get up there and just pile on four strength attacks that eventually will spike pretty hard. Um, yes. So that part was rough for her. Also um, mystique in general, very popular character uh, preventing all of my rerolls uh, on her activation. So that also wasn't super stellar. But outside of that, uh, it was dope. I, and I was, it's funny you bring that up because I was going to say something very similar when I started talking about her. But the one thing that I will say that... Uh, how do I word it? Um, so like Emma is deceptively really not that tough. Like I think people overvalue when she gets turned into the big uh, pretty diamond lady that the four dice is going to really save you. I don't think it, I don't, obviously when you rely on that, you're relying on the randomness of dice. Obviously you can either do great or you could do poorly, but you could do that with two dice. Cause if you got two crits, you'd have, you know, you could possibly get four successes. Right? So it's kind of like when she turns diamond, she does not get the rhino type damage reduction. She does not get, the you know the she doesn't have the ability of like a thanos damage reduction she doesn't have any of that stuff Mm -hmm. which proves that like having a good dice defense is awesome but ultimately when you get shot at by a mystique who makes you roll four times she's as likely to spike as you are and if she's more likely you don't you're are yeah and especially if they have a list that's designed to make you know give them rerolls and stuff like you know with the Nate's Nate GG's old like reroll list, right? I love that so, list, by the way. I just adore it. Uh, yeah, because it's it's solid stuff, right? Yep. That's why you love. That's why you love Daredevil's leadership. It is. It's like a. It's like a good X Force leadership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Do you, would you like me to go over mine? I would. All right. So mine is been tested uh, three times. I've lost every game. That's how good at this game I am. All right. So I have. <laughs> 
Emma Frost. I have Lizard. I have Toad. I have Logan the Wolverine. I have Domino. I have Rhino. I have Valkyrie. I have Electra. I have Mr. Sinister. Mm. And I have Killmonger. Uh, the tactics cards are obviously my Hellfire Club. This is the robbery. Indomitable and sacrifice as my two restricted. No matter the cost, exceptional healing, eyes on the prize, escort to safety, fall back, and usurp the throne. Uh, and we can talk about the secures and extracts in a second. But the overall thinking of this is, is that it's a good, I think it's a good mid ground between an attrition and a control team. Yeah. The obvious weirdness of it is, is that I had never played with Sinister before, but I had done the model for the worthy. So I have a really cool Sinister model. So I was like, I really want to try her out. Everybody's been saying that I like you barely ever see Sinister in the game when you go out into the like a like a competitive events. I'm like, he must be bad, right? I got to say, actually surprised at how much I like him. Yeah, I think I think you have to play him in an affiliation that helps him with power generation. Because otherwise, you're not going to have enough power for the beam, and you're not going to have enough power to do his superpowers. The thing that's interesting about Mr. Sinister is that he has a bomb set of superpowers. Yeah, he does. But he does not have a way to get enough power to use them very well. Because you have to pay for the beam. I think if you didn't have to pay for his beam to get the extract, his, uh, his little genetic tokens... I honestly think he'd be like a contender for like a one of the a really, really, really good four threat. I don't disagree with that at all. And actually, I really like him in Red Skull um, Cabal as well, because that beam yeah. ends up getting a power for each one of the uh, the targets hit or even attacked um, and gives him access to, you know, a couple other uh, tools and rerolls and skill sets as well. But I, I am a big fan of Sinister. I would also I love to see another Sinister that's a bar Lund or a... Uh, Bar London Sinister or a bar uh, Sinister Sinister. Yeah, yeah that, that would be amazing. Um, that would be really cool. Uh, the I've, Again, just to kind of sum it up, I think his biggest weakness is that the only way he can generate power is by getting punched in the face and mm -hmm. by his strike. And his strike is, it's only, the only interesting bit of it is that it's energy and that it's range three. And it's range three, yeah. Which, so it's it's okay, but... I'm just like, man, he's like one of those weird characters. He's just like sitting on the precipice of like being great. Um, and that's the thing. You can put him in some wonky stuff, especially at like higher threat games. Uh, I played him in some spider foes rosters uh, where he was forcefully um, triggering. Uh, he was forcefully having his opponent trigger traps on things mm -hmm. with um, such fun little play things. So forcing that and then having like, say, Cassandra Nova and Green Goblin and Rocket Raccoon all performing their triggers off of a single superpower. It, granted, once again, if there are enough powers out there, also the spider foes reroll, usually helping his strike get a little bit more power, um, was uh, was actually really fun and really abusive. I felt like a huge dirtbag playing it, but I'll tell you, it was fun as heck to do. Yeah, that's that, you see, that's the dream, you know, right? And that all kind of works. Also, for some reason, I know I put. I know I put cloning banks in here. I don't know why it's not in here, but obviously Toad is a fantastic cloning banks target just because it's a lot easier to get him out as a two threat and Toad yeah. is just great. Uh, you'll probably lose priority, which kind of stinks, but I think the other direction that I might go with the team is you could always go like high healing factor, mm -hmm. which I think might really work with him. For some reason, I always thought Mr. Sinister had healing factor, 
just because of like the way he is in the comics and all that. Yeah. Uh, he, he in fact does not, but he does have his genetic tokens tank thing, which is pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, rad as heck, I think is how you say it. It is. That is. Those are the words I say. Yeah. And I think the other sneak include in here is definitely Electra. I think some of the hmm. interesting objective play you can play with extracts because uh, you can send him up and be like, uh, obviously, depending on the layout, you can always send the ninjas out and be like, go get the thing. You're big doofuses. And they pick up the hammer and then they vanish and give it to whoever. So if you really wanted to do the stoop, some of the the janky uh, like turn one play, you could always like grab something and like vanish it and give it to like a Malekith or whatever. So you can get ferocity off or blah, 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 yeah. uh, because you can hand it off. And then immediately at the end of the turn, he's holding the token for you to give him the power. Mm-hmm. Which I, is interesting. Cause I think hellfire opens up a lot of that, that kind of play. Um, I actually really like Electra. I, I kind of plan on using her more um, and she might find her way into that reroll roster just with the hand edges, being able to pass off hammers, I think is really strong. Um, in addition to the fact that, uh, She's criminal syndicate and the other affiliation I want to be able to go with uh, Modoc scientist Supreme is criminal syndicate. Um, and I think she fits a little bit more narratively than some of the other characters in criminal syndicate that I might want to include. Sure. And I mean, it's, it's not, it's a well-known thing that I love Electra, right? She's like probably one of my favorite characters in comics. Um, so I was super ecstatic to just be able to put her in a roster and not yeah. feel bad about it. So I was, I was very happy to hear about it. I was very happy to do it. Um, and as and to give you advice, if you want to use Electra, uh, make sure you use Impale as many times as humanly possible, because uh, that's real good. If you poke someone in the brain with a with a hot piece of metal, it really is. It yeah, it, especially a ten uh, damage or a ten dice when you're within mm-hmm. that range one potentially, and they don't add crits. You don't even need to be Squirrel Girl to do that. And then you get a free movement afterwards, regardless of if damage is done and not on a trigger, just happens. Yeah. Because if you poke somebody real hard with that, that character is not going to their next hoot nanny. That's true, which is unfortunate. The three by three tournament that's going to be at Ironweld uh, seems like it's going to be really fun. Um, still have no idea how I'm going to stream three games at once on a team, but uh, we'll figure it out. Just uh, do it. Just be better. OK. And then. Uh, other than that, I think the rest of it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, exceptional healing. I think a lot of people forget you can use that on. Uh, lizard because he has healing factor yeah. i think most people usually associate it with weapon x characters but there's also a lizard you can use it on sidewalk too after you crimson dawn yeah that's that's gross i didn't mm-hmm. think of that but sure uh okay so this is let's go over this real quick my biggest weakness in this game that i have noticed and i always feel like i'm starting to get better and then something happens and slaps me down uh the secures and extracts i always feel like my Crisis selections are always kind of bad. So, Tim, can you help me? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, so my secures are Riot Spark over Extremis, Infinity Formula goes missing, and Sword Base on the moon. And then Struggle for the Cube, Paranoia Pummels, and Fear Grips as worthy uh, terrorized cities. I think the Extract game is pretty good. Obviously, the advantage that you have with uh, Struggle for Cubes and Paranoia is that your characters can heal while your opponents may not be able to yeah. because you're playing Hellfire. So I think that's awesome. And then who doesn't love hammers, right? Because I think you're, everyone loves hammers. Yeah. Hammer hammers is awesome. If who, hammers who isn't buttons? in your roster, like you don't like fun. Yeah, I know. Right. And who wants to play against that kind of them peoples? They're, they're stupid. Okay. Anyway, so the secures, honestly, based on my 
what I've played, at least with the characters I've played, that's kind of the interesting with Hellfire is you can literally do whatever you want mm-hmm. because you have access to every character in the game. But if you wanted to do a split attrition control team, uh, the D, the 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 D layouts, I think, are a little too far apart. Yeah, like you got to have a lot of really mobile characters, which you can definitely do, but it definitely like Hellfire is a really good time to learn, like just learn how to do basic healthy MCP like tactics, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you can kind of get exposed to anything. So like a D, you got to be able to get across the map because if you're using two move actions to just cross the board and not doing anything else, you could probably find yourself in a lot of trouble because now you're using so much action economy. So you're going to want charges. You're going to want hit and runs. You're going to want ferocities. You're going to want gamma leaps. You're going to want all these super fancy things. But I think the other big advantage, and I think Ulick is a fantastic character on Ds, mm. is mm-hmm. you have to not only be able to move, but you got to be able to dominate a point. You've got to be able to push or, you know, just bully somebody off. So like a Hulk is a great example, obviously. Yeah. But because there's four of these things spread out across the map, your character, you could definitely run into the issue of like, if somebody's playing Web Warriors, you could just be like, hey, y'all, see you later, nerd. I'm going to go to the other point that you're not on because you <laughs> right. have a Hulk and you spend all your thread on this character. Right. And that's what that's what Web Warriors sound like. I don't know why they talk like that, but that's what they all sound like. What would you think? And this I, I feel very <clears throat> strongly on this one. Potentially swapping out one of your secures for superpowered scoundrels. So the only thing I'm scared of with superpowered scoundrels, I do love it because it, you know, really good violence and all that. And there's five. You know what I mean? As soon as you you bump into a criminal syndicate player, you're real sad. Hmm. But I, I think that's a good idea, though. I think I will actually replace that with uh scoundrels i think that's actually a pretty good point because also since and like i think you were alluding to since there's five of them your characters are almost always going to be healing and getting power off of these things yep yeah so and senators as well the same thing just a target rich environment is kind of what you want because you can go pretty wide uh for the most part with that list you have some tall boys in there as well but um picking up things that maybe ulick can have more than one of that's why i think hammers is great um and him being able to like round one, pick up a hammer, get an ambush token, it helps keep them alive a little bit. Um, and it doesn't necessarily. So if you do go up against crime syndicate, you can still push them off. You have a lot of movement in there with defense straight and uh, the uh, the trigger off of uh, Emma's builder. Um, if you're activating characters like that late, it doesn't have to be a Hulk. It can just be a four threat Emma Frost is going to move people all over the place. Which definitely, Emma is a fantastic control piece. I yeah. really don't. If you think if you're using her for damage, you're probably going to be really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I think as long as you're using things to move things, I think Scoundrels is awesome. You just have to worry about activation order. Yep. You just got to make sure you're moving characters that have already activated. Again, that's classic MCP tactics right there. So just good, healthy learning of the basics there. Um, one thing I will say, bring up is that I did. I don't know if you could figure it out when i was listing the characters i didn't bring a single character over a four threat yeah so my answer to big boys is killmonger i think killmonger especially in this affiliate or with emma could be potentially like devastating because you're gonna have the power to hopefully use his spenders and hopefully do the usurp because you're like oh look a hulk so you just kind of soften him up for a turn or two kind of give him little bits and pieces here and then you just go all in turn three probably he runs in he screams his, his, he does the violence dance. His Hopefully he brings him down. Yeah. Yeah. 
but that's that's some of my thinking uh any what you got any fancy thoughts yeah i think i think the superpowered scoundrels is uh at least the 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 easy one out of the gate for me um i don't know how you feel about demons downtown or having effectively the complete polar opposite of superpowered scoundrels where there's only three objectives and uh, it makes people easier to kill instead of harder to kill um but it's just another one of those i think uh you had infinity formula you said right and cubes yes yes I think those are both great. Once again, more power and more damage. And you're not necessarily like you kind of said at a point where like if you have some cubes, they're 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 holding an objective, so they're going to heal it. Yep. So it's 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 somewhat of a net uh, net break even uh, net of yep. zero there. Um, but well, I think honestly, you don't you can't even look at it like as a net like zero. It's a positive because you're getting victory points from the thing. Yeah. And a victory point is definitely worth a damage. Like easily. So if you're not yeah. even taking the damage, I think the value of it just is even better. So like, here's the real question, though. How do you and why do you fit in Modoc Sorcerer or Scientist Supreme? Sorcerer Supreme? Mo- uh, why would I? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's because he's super cool. I d- <laughs> he's um. if I wanted to play those two goofy cards that just came up, I think obviously when you use emma i think the name of the game is you have power they don't but you're also healing in the same like in the same breath yeah so if you like characters that are power starved i think you're gonna love hellfire club the new modok i'm not entirely sure he's like quote he's like really power starved per se but psionic assault's not bad don't get me wrong um I don't know. I feel like the other Modoc would be the better option because then you could do bows. Uh, you can, uh, you know, just use. I just, I, just I, I honestly think that that five probably fits in this roster better. Yeah, uh, I, I don't disagree there. Actually, I really like the new Modoc. I just think I just he's such a great leader. I just for some reason I have trouble thinking about him in any situation other than just criminal syndicate. Leader. Right. Yeah, it's difficult. Yep. Like he's just so solid. Um, now, how about mind transfer? Uh, I can't remember. Did that make it into your roster or no? It did not. I've I've tried to use it twice, and both times, I'm not entirely sure my opponent even like processed what it did <laughs> because it was so new. So I don't think it influenced his decisions at all, and I just don't think the situation comes up. Yeah. And in a way, like, uh, I don't want to say it really comes up. It doesn't really come up naturally where you're just like, oh, the perfect time to use this card, you fool. <laughs> and throw it on the table with a lot of like gusto. And you say, sorry, Jimbo, I got to send you to the Shadow Realm. And so. <laughs> well, hey there, Jimbo. <laughs> um, so I think it's a great card, like potentially. I just don't know how to use it. I think it would be better if that was like maybe abuse that on the demons downtown idea right because now everybody's really close well or but you're definitely again, not going to use it on a d that 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 middle point on ambush is where i used it against an angela where sure. you know what i mean and you can kind of like and i think once again uh, similar to mind games is you're, you're playing that mental game with people right you're playing emma you gotta you gotta you gotta screw with them a little bit so <clears throat> forcing a character uh that maybe is a two three or potentially even a four threat to have a bunch of damage on them at the end of the round so that your opponent is going to want to activate them first. Setting up your mind transfer to go onto a Hulk, to go onto a Malekith, to go onto an Angela, 
is really kind of it, it's its best spot. And once again, it takes a little planning, but softening up that mystique, softening up that uh, Sam Wilson or um, any other leader, really, that they really want to keep, uh, but is also somewhat easy for you to put damage on so that they activate that character first in round two. So then you can mind transfer it immediately offer uh, immediately off of them, hit their big tanky boy and probably do a bunch of damage to the tanky boy and also still take out the uh, the, the softened up uh, three point leader that you've been wailing into. I just uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I guess maybe I just maybe it's just sometimes you got to throw it in your in your I, selection and just. Yeah, I don't think Wait. I don't think it's a bring every time. I think it's very specifically when there's a very high threat on the other side of the table and sure. it's a high enough point value. So, yeah, it's, it is somewhat niche, but if they're going three wide, you're probably not going to use it because they're not going to have characters that are that close together because they're going to be spread out for points. But if it's 20 threat and they have a Malekith and they have three other characters or four other characters, it, it does become a really power, power powerful card that can prevent a lot of attrition for your for your own side. There you go, guys. What do you think? What do you think of mind transfer? I just got the name of the card there for a second. Um, but I don't know. I I kind of want to hear more examples of like what do what have people managed to do? Like when where have they found it useful? Where have they not found it useful? Well, and while we're getting a lot of these wild cards, especially, I mean, Modoc and Incredible Hulk and Immortal Hulk come out next week, right? Um, I think so. So I really am interested to see and hear people's mind game stories. Their, uh, what is it, imbecile, let me do it or whatever. Um, I'm super excited for those. I'm really interested to hear about people's experiences with the Immortal Hulk card that you like put your token on their ability. And then yeah, get gamma tr- gamma transfer. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, so super stoked for that. And then next month when we get Squirrel Girl and Gwenpool, also very excited to see how they kind of affect things. Uh, very curious to see what affiliations they end up getting. I think that's the biggest wild card for me for them right now. But. But yeah, well. I think that's going to bring us to an end this week. Dr. D, thank you so much for being here. I, I truly, genuinely just like spending time with you. Oh, hey, man. You know, if you ever want to sit around, talk MCP while sitting on a Twitch, making stupid jokes uh, and references that are probably outdated and nobody actually understands anymore, I'll always be there for you, buddy. Oh, oh nuts. Ah, oh, shock on my butters, bud. Um, <laughs> but as we, uh, we said at the top of the show, listen, we're running a... Uh, standard challenger event next week at the art store in syracuse check on Longshanks. sign up for that it's going to be a blast uh i think multiple members of the fifth trooper are going to be there uh jay who has not played a game of mcp has been like scrambling to get an avengers roster together to bring it and is asking for training games <laughs> so he can know how to play before he goes there uh evan as well who we got to spend a bunch of time with at adepticon uh, we'll be there and uh, Otis, Ben, Alyssa, myself, uh, Dan, like it, it's going to be a pretty solid turnout. Um, but make sure to sign up for that. That is April 15th at Longshanks. Look for the art store qualifier event. Same thing following month, May 20th 
for an event at Bearded Dragon Games. Make sure to sign up for that bad boy. The week after that will be Iron Weld, which will be that big 3v3 um, tournament uh, right outside Boston at the Iron Weld uh, convention. Is this the first Iron Weld that's going to happen, by the way? Do you know? I think Iron Weld's, I think this is the first Iron Weld. I think Everwinter was the first, I think that was the second Everwinter. I know, and I know Everwinter had been around for a while as a big AOS tournament, and then they kind of had yes. expanded it out to other games. So uh, those Northeast events are something that we're trying to really help push along because we want more events near us because, um, you know, we're selfish, uh, selfish boys. But make sure to sign up for all that. And then the Salt City GT tickets just went live today for the MCP event. There's 32 total. Get in there. Get them. Make sure you get your room in. um in, in the in the hotel block it takes place in the same convention center and everything right in downtown syracuse it's going to be dope it's going to be fly brian watson is going to be there helping us uh run the whole gosh dang thing uh it's going to be awesome i'm incredibly excited for it in addition all that, uh, oh, I sh- i'm actually helping run the events at iron world that's I'll right be, i'll be there for that um and we'll be streaming oh. all, all of those events as well i'm positive that i am going to be able to pull away dr d from brian at some point to get him under the thumb or get to get him out from under the thumb of john pc and brian watson uh to be yeah. able to hop on stream for a little bit but what a jerk right um but in addition to that guys just thank you so much for the twitch subs um the prime subs uh the bits redemptions and the sounds and especially our patrons over at patreon.com professional casual especially our King Ding Doppeldongers and our professional cake sitters, which include, but are not limited to, Bastion, Rob, and X-Paxis. Dr. D, Dagna, Devil Pup, Leroy, Bicon, Cider Drinker, Otis, Wizard Skills, Iron Maze, Charles, Tisdale, cider drinker oh leroy and i think that's it i think it is 15 but i think there might be one more out there i said all the d's i said the dr dizzles the the devil dizzles and the mo dizzles or the dagna dizzles oh tony hot hands yeah how could you forget him we were talking about him in the discord today we were talking about tony hot hands so uh yeah thank you tony hot hands as well and once again if you want to get 15 percent off your shatterpoint core set uh that will include all of the extra like store swag get over to beardedragongames.online right now pre-order it it is its own special thing there are only 16 those are limited quantity things you can get 15 percent off it as well if you use code pcn shatterpoint at checkout uh, should be dope for my gopers, guys. We're really excited. We are super excited for Shatterpoint. Um, I cannot wait to see how Dooku plays. Like, I am here for it. But hey, he's he's one of the best duelists in all of Star Wars. He's going to be amazing. He, he is. He is. I I have every every fiber of my being is is like Dooku's going to be awesome. You're only going to play Dooku, and it's going to be great. Uh, you just will roll poorly all the time, and we'll lose every game. But listen, sometimes that's just how it be. Maybe one sure day they'll does. add Sentinel Prime into Shatterpoint and I can oh, use them to have some rerolls. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But stay tuned here. Uh, Dr. D's been writing a bunch of blogs over at the the, the website as well, professionalcasual.com, uh, talking about painting without fear and then his journey on uh, the worthy and to the worthy of next year uh, is actually going to be something that's going to be super dope 
to follow throughout the next 12 months as we get ready for Adepticon 2024. Guys, thank you so much. We love you. And we'll see you next week, if not sooner. Bye. Leave the blood on the bracket. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, check out all the other great shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like what, Danny? I'll tell you. On Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play, hosted by me, playing through the Extinction Curse AP. Also, streaming on twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can check out, oh yeah, the Power Phase, our Marvel Crisis Protocol live battle report show. On Tuesdays, the podcast version of, wait, did I roll a wild? Our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog is available. On Wednesdays, alternating releases on the Patreon, we have Settling the Southlands, our homebrew Wolfwarp actual play, and The Slithering, a Pathfinder 2nd edition actual play. And on Thursdays, live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got, wait, did I roll a wild, our Marvel Crisis Protocol povlog. You can also check out back episodes of Elite Eight Showdown and the first 39 episodes of the Lost Omens podcast, the first 24 episodes of Settling the Southlands, and the first handful of episodes of The Slithering on the YouTube at youtube.com slash the professional casual.